Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Happy Friday, Golden Eagle fans. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Michael Mergen from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And then Laurel, glad to have you with us on a Friday afternoon. Lots to talk about today. Track and field at the National NCAA Track Meet Indoor Version over in Birmingham. Baseball scheduled to play here very shortly. Big basketball game on campus tomorrow. Uh, lots to go over here in the next hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of USM Athletics. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs and other great meat. They smoke it in-house every day. And don't forget, Dickey's caters any of any size, any time you have a special occasion in your life, just sit back, enjoy it, and let Dickies do the cooking. All right, right now, top of my mind in Southern Miss sports is the basketball team with a fantastic 59-52 win uh, just night before last over the uh, – already team that has secured the regular season conference championship, Old Dominion. Uh, the man that spearheaded that and this exciting season, we're happy to have back with us uh, head coach Doc Sadler. Uh, Doc, uh, our buddy Patrick McGee uh, wrote that the, the Old Dominion game was the biggest road win in your tenure at Southern Miss. What do you say about that? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think any time you went on the road, it's, it's – uh you know, it's good because it's so difficult to win on the road. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was obviously a good win because it was against the number one team in the league at that particular time. And, uh, you know, uh, to have lost two games in a row, I thought we really played well. I mean, we played good against UAB and just didn't finish the game against them. And, you know, down one with 40 seconds to go on the road against Western Kentucky and you know, they hit a shot with one second on the shot clock. Uh, you know, but the thing is, as a coach, you go back, obviously, you're disappointed in those two losses. But, but uh, you know, your team's playing good, and this is the most important time to play good. And then they get on the plane and then go up and, you know, three days later play Old Dominion on, you know, a place that, you know, was full and, um, you know, no empty seats and uh, senior night, all the things that you talk about was, was going on. And then uh, to win a game that, uh, you know, with your defense, because to be honest, you know, two different times you're up 10 points and, mm-hmm. and you're not able to finish the game uh, at the free throw line and things like that, but you continue to play on, on the other end. So what I would say to Patrick and you and everyone else, you know, as a coach of this basketball team, I'm really happy where we're at right now, the way we're playing. Uh, you know, because this is the time of year you're supposed to be playing your best. No. We're all happy, Coach. <laughs> We're all happy. We're, We're all happy the way you're playing. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, the thing is, is the thing is, is uh, you know, this team's always going to be a special team to me. And, uh, you know, because all five seniors uh, came to this program when, when there was no reason for them to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some of them, 
you know, the first couple of years was not even going to get to play in the the uh, the conference tournament. Forget about compete for an NCAA tournament. And then, uh, you know, uh, and then and then three more came when you're still going to be on probation, limited scholarships, and you know they believed in you and they believed in in, in everything that you're trying to do, and they came. And, uh, you know, I wish in some small way that people would really, really come out like they've never come out since I've been here. And just show the appreciation of what these kids, these five guys have gone through. And, uh, you know, they only get one more chance to do that. Right. And not only that, but it's such a huge, huge game because, you know, we need to win this basketball game to, to be guaranteed a, uh, you know, a buy in that first round in the conference tournament where you only have to play three games instead of four. Right. I know you feel that way too, Coach, about those kids because you and I visited a few weeks ago at a baseball game, and I asked you if you were, <clears throat> excuse me, proud of the way your team was playing. The first thing you said to me, "I'm proud for the seniors on the on the team." Well, uh, again, uh, they came here, you know, just uh, believing in what we told them, and we we didn't try to sugarcoat anything. Uh, and uh, they believed in what we were going to try to do, and and in the process, it hasn't been fun. I mean, it, I mean, getting beat is no fun. Uh, um. <laughs> I promise you. And uh, for the players, it's no fun. For the coaches, it's no fun. Practice is no fun. There's not anybody happy almost year round, to be quite honest with you. And uh, they've stuck it out, and they've had a they've had a very very good year. This is the you know this. This year's schedule with the four bye games that we had to play, you know, SMU and K-State, Wichita State, and South Dakota on the road, and then you add Troy into that. I mean, the road schedule has been very difficult. The road travel has been difficult. But it's going to be a team that I look back on and say, you know, they they really uh, stuck together and, and uh, did the things that they needed to do to, to be playing the best they played uh, all year this last, uh, you know, week. 10 days. And you know, Patrick McGee also wrote that you should be the coach of the year in Conference USA. Well, <laughs> I don't, there's so many good coaches in this league, and you know, I, I said this, and I truly believe this, Bob. Uh, I'm not one that believes in individual awards in team sports. I'm mm-hmm. just not. And, you know, I know I'm I know I'm in the minority in that. I don't believe in guys being first team on the league. And, and somebody asked me, you know, who I thought was the most important player on our team was this year and I and I mentioned Penny Hardaway uh, Penny Hampton because he's a kid that hasn't played much uh, that is a senior that each and every day he has come out and practiced as hard as he can practice to make our team better knowing he's not going to get to play a whole lot but as we all know seniors sometimes can be your biggest problem if they're not playing Right. so uh, you know the guys that are getting to play they're going to have a great attitude Right. About the guys that's not going to, and that's the key to having a good team. So uh, I appreciate, you know, Pat thinking that I've done a good job, but at the same time, uh, you know, I would uh, much rather win that game next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. than any, any kind of a award on promise. Right, I got you. All right, Luke, what have you got for the man that I, too, joined Patrick McGee in saying should be the conference coach of the year? Not only the conference coach of the year, but the best the best dress coach of the year in conference USA, no, without a doubt, Doc. Yeah, with, without a doubt. 
Coach, talk about one of these, one, another one of these seniors. Um, I'm glad you brought up Penny, but but Kevin Holland has started every game for you. Um, he is a, a key component with Cortez and Tyrese. Um, you know, with, with their abilities and what they've done this year. Kevin gets overlooked, and Cortez. I might should add, Cortez told us a couple weeks on the uh, a couple weeks ago on the Eagle Hour that you yell at Kevin the most. Kevin Holland's meant a lot to this team. <laughs> Well, Kevin is a player that to the normal person probably wonders why he even get in the game because he's one of the probably least athletic uh, players that we have. He's probably, uh, uh, you know, the guy that, believe it or not, the other night in overtime for 39 minutes, I think, that never got a shot, never got a rebound, and you, you question why the hell is he going to court. And, uh, and, and and the people that don't understand, he is the one player that holds everything together. Everything. Mm. I mean, if you only knew how many mistakes he covered up for. Uh, and, you know, offensively, I feel like we got three guys on the court that can score most of the time. And so he's the guy that kind of holds everything together on the other end. But, uh you know, his minutes have gone down here late because, as we all know, I mean, once you get to this time of the season, uh, you know, athleticism and just pure talent's got to take over because you got to score points. And uh, Kevin's fine with that. All Kevin wants to do is win. But, uh, you know, I, I know that Kevin can handle my coaching him when Bob makes a mistake. <laughs> so it <laughs> yeah. doesn't bother him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Bobby yeah. kind of absolutely like that, right? Right, uh, exactly right. Yeah, That's he, right. He, know, he does. He does. Your producer yells at you. Don't yell at Luke. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's right. That's right, <laughs> Doc. Doc, how important is it? Tell our listeners how important is it for us to to pack the Reed Green Coliseum on Saturday? Well, I mean, every game has been important. We get that, but it's like in a ball game, Luke. You know, when you get down to the end, a turnover that you you know, uh, have in the first bit of the game, you've got a lot of time to recover from. Well, tomorrow is the last game. And and I'm telling you, uh, there's only been one or two times in the history of conference tournament uh, champions that a team had to win four games one it went to the NCAA tournament. And uh, if, if this team, I'm telling you, there's six or seven teams, in my opinion, next week that can win this conference tournament. And if if we only have to play three games, winning one's going to be difficult. But I promise you, if they want us to have an advantage, then we need to come out, pack this thing, because if we win the game, uh, we're going to finish third. As far as seating is concerned, we'll finish second, tied second. But uh, I've never been in a game this big uh, since we, leaving UTEP. And so it's huge. It is huge. All right, Doc. Thanks very much, and uh, congratulations on such a great one. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Okay, guys. A lot of good things happening out here in all the sports, and appreciate everything you guys do. All right. Doc Sadler, everybody. Southern Miss basketball tomorrow afternoon. you got to be there. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank uh, Doc Sadler for being on the show, as he's always so gracious about coming on. 
Greatly appreciate him and uh, and the great job that he's doing at Southern Miss. Want to remind you again that tomorrow is your last chance to see this basketball team during the regular season. You can buy a ticket for just five dollars to get in the game tomorrow afternoon. It starts at two o'clock, and uh, we certainly hope that uh, there will be a very big crowd uh, tomorrow afternoon for the final basketball game of the year. Some changes in baseball, of course. Uh, the Golden Eagles set to play Holy Cross. Uh, the first pitch today will be at two o'clock. Then 45 minutes after the conclusion of the 2 o'clock game, uh, they'll start the second game, and they've now moved the Saturday game. Well, I guess this theoretically would be the Sunday game. They've moved it to uh, tomorrow at 12 noon. So you have 2 o'clock, 45 minutes after the conclusion of the first game, and then 12 noon tomorrow. That's the wrap-up of Southern Miss and Holy Cross. That works out well in a lot of ways because – Basketball is at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Give you an opportunity to go watch the Golden Eagles play uh, tomorrow afternoon against Holy Cross. But still, there should be time for you to get across the street and enjoy the basketball game, which, which again, is a very, very big game. All right, track and field. Golden Eagles are in Birmingham right now. The NCAA Indoor Championships, National Championships. Four Golden Eagle uh, athletes are there. Caleb Parker, McKinley West, John Warren, and Eric Richards. And uh, we wish them the very best. Our next guest knows a lot about uh, a, a lot about track and field, obviously, and probably has a pretty good idea what's going on in the minds of uh, those young athletes uh, today. Marcus Norwood was a high jumper for the Golden Eagle track and field team out of Crystal Springs High School, and Marcus joins us now on the Eagle Hour. Marcus, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, good, man. We appreciate uh, appreciate very much you coming on the uh, show. So you got four four athletes, uh, four members of the current track team over in Birmingham right now, participating in the NCAA Indoor National Championships. Now you've you've been out there competing on on a Division One level, Marcus. What do you think is going on in the minds of these uh, young people right now? Uh, right now, uh, you know, they're just trying to get everything focused, get all the excitement out of them, uh, you know, and you know, get on their game right now, you know. Cause it's a lot of excitement uh, in making it to that level, um, you know, even with any other meet, you know, competing in front of a, a big crowd of people, you know, getting those first their jitters out. And um, you know, that's all it's about, you know, executing and, you know, coming out with, you know, the best performance they can give. Right. And, and you know, I, I know that your junior year, you play second in the Conference USA Championships uh, in the high jump. How did you prepare yourself for – not the everyday meet, but the really the big meet on the big stage, Marcus. Um, just make sure that you know, like the week before, you know, in practice, make sure I, you know, corrected the, the things I needed to work on. You know, stay focused. Uh, you know, stay healthy, of course. And you know, on the day of the meet, you know, make sure I get my mind clear for everything, and you know, go out there and do my best. Um, you know, sometimes it's difficult, you know, with when you make mistakes, you know, doing things that you know you can do. But, you know, just taking that focus, that laser focus and, you know, going out there and giving it your very best. It's amazing, you guys, high jumpers, how high you can let, you know, get your body up off the ground. When did you start preparing for that? And, and what was it about that particular event that attracted you? Well, uh, I initially didn't start off um, in jumping. At all, 
Um, you know, through middle school, I did cross country and long distance, actually. Um, and then in high school, I started to, you know, do sprint. And, you know, one day at practice, uh, one of my friends, he actually did the high jump. And, you know, we were kind of good. I was a sprinter then, and we were kind of, you know, done with our practice. So I went over there and, you know, and messed around with them, you know, started you know, just did it, you know, playing with our coach, uh, you know, made it the, you know, they wagered with it, you know, hey, I, I bet you I can jump it. And, you know, from there on, it just, you know, I just stuck with it because, uh, you know, I became very interested in it. You know, I always been able to jump because I played basketball and also, you know, played football. And through high school, like I said, I still continue to do jump, I mean, sprint. And, you know, once I kind of hurt my, um, my hamstring, uh, maybe my junior, going to my senior year, I kind of left, you know, sprints along to the younger guys, and, you know, focused on jumps because we didn't really have a lot of, you know, field event guys. So, you know, I focused on high jump, long jump, and triple jump. And just, you know, in off from there, you know, I, you know, got a love for it, and, you know, I continue, you know, continue with it. Right. Luke? Marcus, thanks for being on today. When people think about high jump at, at Southern Miss, there's two names that come to mind, Cedric Norman, who's a school record holder, and you. I mean, you are the, the top performer of, of, uh, in, in school history, uh, and, and we're talking you know, uh, uh, seven, eight years after uh, you've left. What does that mean for you that, that you were one of the best at your event in school history? I mean, that, that means a lot because um, I worked very hard to, you know, get to where I was, uh, you know, I always had a goal of, you know, getting over seven feet. And, you know, even in high school, I always had that goal. And I finally reached that multiple times in college. Uh, but it, it feels great uh, to be mentioned, you know, even in the same sentence as Cedric Norman, um, you know, because I, you know, that he was my goal, you know, he has uh, the, the school record. So, you know, I was aiming for that every time I, you know, got on the mat on the eighth night. You were uh, you were a gamer, especially on days like this when McKinley West and some of these other guys are competing in uh, indoor uh, championships. You, as a freshman, you were second in the CUSA meet. As a sophomore, uh, you were second. You fin- you you went to the uh, NCAA East uh, preliminary meet, and then as uh, a junior man, you captured uh, a conference USA championship in the high jump. What did that day mean for you after getting so close, and then as a junior being the conference champion? Um. It means everything to me, you know. All the hard work paid off, you know. Like I, like you're just mentioning, I came so close and so close, you know, multiple times, and to finally, you know, uh, win that championship, you know, it meant everything to me. That's good. Then, as a, a a senior, as a senior, sorry, Bob. One more question. Um, as a senior man, you you climbed that gold. It was, uh, I think, it was May twelfth, two thousand twelve. Uh, Bob Marcus jumped seven feet one in, one and a half inches. That's crazy, isn't it? That's just that's, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a that was an amazing day. Uh, even at you know I wasn't feeling my best that day. Um, you know we were at home and uh, you know that jump. You know I just you know kind of took a second before I made that jump, and you know as I was making it, it felt like I was just lifted that was like the most perfect jump it's been like it seemed like i didn't even jump like i was just carried over uh floated over the bar and you know, that meant the world to me I, I it was like no feeling i ever felt jumping period you know ever 
it was amazing. Marcus, I'm 6'3". I could have stood under the bar and watched you fly over top of my head with room to spare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I'm, I'm only 5'10", so like I said, that was uh, So that's amazing. way up there, isn't it, Marcus? <laughs> yes, sir. So where you at now, Marcus? What are you doing? Uh, right now, I work um, at the Nissan Manufacturing Plant as a maintenance technician. Uh, and I've been there maybe about almost seven years now. Oh, okay, um, good so deal. I'm currently in Jackson, living in Jackson right now. Could you still clear seven feet, Marcus? Could I? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> It'll take a lot of training. Uh, I haven't really done anything in a while, but, um, you know, my goal is to at least jump one more time, you know. Um, I see it, you know, and it's just that love in me, that drive in me that he wants to do it at least one more time. And I, I kind of coach on the side, so right. um, the AAU team and, you know, um, back at home at my you know, high school and stuff like that. So right. I, I kind of I miss it a whole lot. Great conversation, young man. We appreciate your time very much, and uh, congratulations on a great college track and field career. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. All right. Marcus Norwood, everybody. Well-spoken. Tremendous, tremendous athlete. It's so much fun to talk to these young people, and they just had so much success in their lives after Southern Miss. It's uh, very gratifying to have people like Marcus Norwood on the show. I want to remind you quickly that uh, you can uh, follow now Eagle Hour just about everywhere. The podcast of these shows is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And, of course, uh, the Eagle Hour On Demand at supertalk.fm. So if you can't catch us uh, when we're live every afternoon at 1 o'clock, we would uh, encourage you to, to do that. We'd appreciate that very much. i got to tell you, this is a big day in uh, Southern Miss Athletics, a lot going on, but nothing bigger, Luke, than the uh, kids over in Birmingham competing in the NCAA Nationals. Absolutely, and and to follow up, you know, talking about Marcus, we have a high jump guy. Eric Richards will be competing um, tomorrow um, at one p.m. and and when we get back, we're about to hit the the break. When we get back, we'll give you that full uh, schedule of of these four young Eagles competing in five different events in the indoor championships for the NCAA. Exciting stuff! All right, we'll talk about that and uh, and we'll talk about some track stuff, right, Bob? When we get yeah, back. that's right. A little more track stuff. Uh, also, going to review the uh, conference baseball schedule what's taking place around the country tonight in conference usa baseball basketball too lots still ahead on the eagle hour That's right. So uh, talk some more track here with us. Ashley Rayer Castleman uh, had a was very, very good. And it, we talked at Marcus Norwood last segment and, and talking to Ashley Rayer Castleman this segment. She is the school record holder in the heptathlon and the in the pentalon. And I think I'm saying those right, Ashley. Uh, you were extro- extremely good at what you did, still holding school records. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Heptathlon. Is that right? Yes, the heptathlon. I get tired seven just thinking events. about this. 
<laughs> yeah. And, yes. And you, Seven you'd long events. Be a lot more tired competing. Oh, yeah. Not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, tell us what's in the heptathlon. Yes. Yeah, so the heptathlon consists of seven events, and it's over the course of two days. So you start out with the 100-meter hurdles, and then it goes to the high jump, shot put, and the 200 meters. You come back that second day, and you compete in the long jump, javelin, and the 800 meters. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I guess you're resting really on day tired. three, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty grueling event, and it's a lot of intensive training. So you came in as a freshman, and you competed in several of those, and as a true freshman, finished seventh in the conference, and then you just started building on it, and uh, you did you you were better your sophomore year, and then uh, as a as a junior, you were the conference champion. Uh, pretty amazing how well you competed in this event. Now, talk to us a minute about about the heptathlon, the the hardest for you, the hardest event, maybe the uh, the easiest event for you. You know, the, there's not really a hard event, per se. The whole event itself is hard. You know, because the heptathlon is so hard on your body, you only do a few of them throughout the year. So when you're competing, it's not just me against my competitor. It's really the field of competitors against the event itself. So there's a lot of camaraderie amongst the competitors because we're all trying to do well but we all just want to finish the event without getting injured um but with that being said probably my best event which was my least favorite was um the 800 meter which is the very last event and i just love the pressure and the adrenaline of knowing that was the last event i knew exactly what i needed to do in order to win and you just step on that line and it's whoever got whoever has what's left in them. You just put it all on the track, and I loved it. I loved the pressure of just racing and putting it all out there. Everything you have after the course of two long days, I just loved it. Hmm. I don't think I'd want to drive 800 meters fast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, what do you think about the success of the track and field team now? it's wonderful i think the program has just really excelled in the past five years i think it's remarkable what these athletes are doing in birmingham this weekend i don't think people realize how difficult it is to make it to an ncaa national championship and it's just it's an unforgettable experience um the adrenaline and the pride that you feel being on that stage it's just it's unbelievable, and I'm so proud of the athletes and the coaches and everything that they've accomplished this year. Now, Ashley, you married a baseball player, right? I did. All right, so after you've competed in all of these events that you've just described, do you often tell your husband how soft he was as a baseball pitcher? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I believe that. <laughs> and, 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 Bob, I, I know her husband, and, and he was soft. She, she's exactly right. <laughs> Stephen Castleman. It's all anybody out there that knows Stephen Castleman. That's all they need to know, right, Ashley? That's right. You know, it's so funny because Stephen was a pitcher, and pitchers hate to run, and so he just can never understand why I love to run. But you know, the one thing that we do share in common is the love of winning, and 
even though I tell Stephen he's soft, you know, he was an outstanding pitcher at Southern Miss. He was part of the 2003 team that won the conference championship against Tulane. So it's really special and very unique that both of us were Conference USA champions in both of our sports. Right. Where do you guys live now, Ashley? So we currently live in Hattiesburg. Okay, okay. So you remain Golden Eagles. Yes, sir. Right, okay. Well, look, uh, great conversation, and uh, and we're with you. We're really proud of the track and field team. But you know, it's young women like you and, and young men like the one that we just had on the show that laid the groundwork for everything that that we're all so proud of today in track and field. And I hope that makes you feel good because I, I think that's exactly the case. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show, dear. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me. Okay. Hey, breaking news here, guys. Uh, apparently, President Trump is aware of the basketball game tomorrow, and he has tweeted about the basketball game. Let me read this. There is no reason why every single Southern Miss alum shouldn't buy a $5 ticket to Senior Day. Looking forward to selling millions of tickets and packing 40,000 people inside. If you don't buy a ticket, then you're probably just a cheap Democrat who wants one given to you. Hashtag Southern Miss to the top. Luke provided that for me. That's that's legit, right, that's Luke? paraphrase. Just a little clarification. <laughs> that is Southern Miss Sports Trump. And, you know, th- this is a phenomenon. We still don't know who this guy is. When I'm, I was at the Pete uh, and I was asking some people, nobody knows who this guy is. Um, but this is another one, because we like to share these from time to time. This is earlier today. I truly cannot believe the level of dishonesty, bias, and lack of coverage by the corrupt Claren Ledger and hateful Hattiesburg American. It is totally out of control, but we are winning! Exclamation point. Hashtag SMTTT. I don't know who this guy is, but he's a genius. He's, he's a genius. All right, so four kids at track and field uh, national championships. Big, 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 big day for them. Uh, boy, what a proud track and uh, field program that we have now. And basketball, I, just, I can't talk enough about basketball, Look, I'm so impressed with this 18-11 and 11 record. You consider everything the basketball team has been through, and then to go on the road after just really getting all messed up by the conference and all their silly end-of-the-season scheduling, knock off Old Dominion. They deserve a sellout crowd tomorrow at the basketball arena. These five, these five seniors do, uh, especially. And, and if you didn't know this, this is kind of a sneaky statistic. We have two guys that are in the top ten nationally in different categories. Latavius Drain is about six. For some reason, he's not showing up, and and he's got 141 threes uh, that he's attempted. The the lowest guy's 145, so he may not meet the benchmark, but he's hitting 47 percent of his threes. That's that's six nationally. Okay, Tyree Griffin is six nationally in assists per game. And if you have not watched the Golden Eagles this year, you will. It, it, we talked to Patrick McGee about it yesterday. Tyree Griffin is the, is the most underrated point guard in Southern Miss history. He will amaze you. And it was so fun the other night when they were about to close it out. He drives to the baseline, somehow sees Cortez streaking in uh, the paint, feeds it to him sideways, monster dunk. Tyree Griffin is a floor general to watch. People need to come watch this team tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Basketball tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Quick reminder about Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Great people right across the street from the campus. If you're in town this weekend for baseball or basketball, it's a perfect opportunity for you to stop by and enjoy the biggest selection of Southern Miss swag on the planet. All right, when we come back, Conference USA Baseball next on the Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi. Stop by and see Shea Carter and her friendly staff. You can also check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, it is a full weekend of athletic events uh, for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Again, uh, four athletes competing in five events. You can watch this uh, in the Indoor Track and Field Championships on ESPN3 starting tonight. Caleb Parker in the 60-meter hurdles at 620. McKinley West in the 60-meter sprints and 200-meter sprints at 7 and 7.52 p.m. Tomorrow, Eric Richards in the men's high jump at 1. And then John Warren in the triple jump at 5 p.m. Beach volleyball down in Gulf Shores taking on UAB and Tulane today. Just underway with UAB and then play Tulane this afternoon. Take on Georgia State and Spring Hill College um, tomorrow. Uh, of course, baseball about to uh tee off here in just a, a few minutes. Bob, go through the uh, Conference USA schedule, and then I'll bring you today's starting lineup uh, okay. for the, the yeah. Eagles against Things Holy are Cross. heating up in Conference USA. Old Dominion is at Kansas State over the weekend. UAB is at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels. Middle Tennessee will uh, play three games against Kentucky. Northeastern is at Florida Atlantic. Texas San Antonio is at Auburn. Seton Hall is at Florida International. Louisiana Tech is at Arkansas. Oklahoma is at Rice. Memphis is at Western Kentucky. Eastern Michigan is at Marshall. Uh, So, obviously, everybody's stepping it up a little bit this weekend, Luke, to get ready for the kickoff of – of college uh, of the regular season uh, conference games. And, of course, next week, Louisiana Tech, who this week is at Arkansas, uh, will be hosting the Golden Eagles in the opening conference uh, series of the year. Yeah, you'll see what Louisiana Tech has. They're already out to nine wins. Um, hadn't played as stiff as competition as Southern Miss has, but man, gotta go up to Fayetteville. That's not pretty a stiff. Pl- place to play. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, stiff. pretty. That's yeah. pretty stiff. So we'll we'll see what what they're made of. Scott Berry's starting lineup today, and and by the way, it's Jimmy Buffett day, so he'll be playing in the Parrothead jerseys. I know in game one, maybe in game two. Here's your starting lineup for the Eagles today. Montenegro in left, Gidry at second, Slater in the three-hole at first. Eric Hord batting cleanup today is the DH. Walner in right in the five-hole. Bowen behind the plate batting six. Fred Franklin in center field batting seventh. Danny Litch at third base uh, batting eighth. And then Will McGillis at shortstop batting ninth. Walker Powell pitching today. Stevie Powers will pitch in game two. So Coach uh, Barry, you know, just messing around with that lineup just a little bit. Hortz had a hot bat and and sliding him into uh, the cleanup spot today. Yeah, he's hit the ball well, and uh, he he can be a big addition uh, to the Golden Eagles. So uh, first game here, just a couple minutes. Second game, not at six o'clock now, as normally scheduled on Friday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. For some reason, uh, the decision made to play forty-five minutes after the two o'clock game. So uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock, maybe a little earlier uh, than that. Uh, and then tomorrow at 12 noon, just got a text from Jody Lott. Uh, baseball's about to start. As you would expect, a, a good crowd, but not a great crowd because people are at work this afternoon. But we anticipate that by tonight it'll be the regular old Friday night uh, at the Pete. And uh, so we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun weekend. Here are my plans tomorrow, Luke. I go to baseball at 12. As soon as baseball is wrapped up, or, or maybe hopefully the game will be put away, I'm sliding across the street, and I'm going to watch uh, 
Doc and, and his guys finish out the regular season. Save me a seat because I'll, I'll be there with you. You know, it is Parrot Head Day, and if you go to the Southern Miss baseball Twitter account, Stevie Powers is singing Jimmy Buffett songs. It will mm-hmm. probably make your day. <clears throat> probably so, uh, probably um, don't want to see they're, they're not They're not that good. You know, it's, it's pretty awful, but he, he's just – He's one of those guys. We, days uh, we we should mention also uh, Coach Wendy Hogue and her Lady Eagles starting conference play tomorrow. Have a doubleheader out in Denton against the North Texas Mean Green, and then Sunday at twelve p.m. So man, we, it's a full weekend to be a Golden Eagle. Did we mention Carter's jewelry? We did. Okay, I we just, did. Just want to make sure. I know that uh, Todd's in here and. Uh, would you get on the website this afternoon and buy your wife something like a big diamond surprise her tonight, bro? Well, now you've broken the surprise. Oh, well, you know, you could get her a diamond and a Southern Miss to the Top necklace or something like that. Michael could buy Piper her first, you know, pearl diamond necklace or something of that nature. Nah, because she'd eat it. I got a feeling she Piper's she not going to be a jewelry queen. Just, no, we can't. We were just talking know. off air. Uh, there was the Kairos Mardi Gras parade. We took her, and she got a, just a plethora of beads. And we get home. She pulls them all. Keep in mind, she's a year old. She pulled out all the ones that look like pearls. All the other color ones didn't care about. Pulled those out, put them on, started walking around the house. We haven't encouraged that. Go. It just happened. Uh-oh. I don't know yeah. where it came from. Because my wife doesn't really wear jewelry, but yeah, all of a sudden, diva and yeah, and it starts. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. It starts. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bob. Say? Yeah. Shout out! Uh, I got to do this before we go off. There, Lady Mustangs from West Jones playing for the state championship tonight against Olive We're Branch good. at six p.m. They are undefeated yeah, so this season. Good too. luck to them. And let me shout out they to are. Larry Warren, my good friend Larry Warren, Warren and Warren Asphalt. Out of town for the weekend, but very graciously turning his suite over to us for weekend baseball. He's the nicest what? guy on the planet, and uh, it won't be the same I'll without you, Larry, but we'll look forward to having you back uh, when we come back to the Pete very soon. We'll be back uh, Monday at 1. You're out, right, Luke? You're out next week. Covering uh, baseball, and then i got to retreat the rest of the weekend. Gotcha. Be we'll back be, Friday. All right. Back uh, Monday at 1 with the one and only Kelly J. Santer. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.